thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here for the 200 and something time with the fabulous <laughs> co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is, without doubt, the nexus of nutrition. Here's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Uh, hello, my great mate, MP. So good to be here. You are the everything with nutrition. You are the connector. You are the central point for nutrition in the whole entire universe. Maybe the entire universe doesn't know it yet, but you are. Yeah, I don't think they know it. You are the focal don't point, think they know the it. nexus, the everything. Up on that. I, do know, I do know a lot about nutrition, but there's a lot of stuff I still don't know, and I love learning, love learning. I love watching people's experiences with nutrition too, mate. I love to see what people like to experiment with and what they do to their bodies to achieve stuff. You know, I've seen people doing incredibly low-calorie eating programs recently. I've seen people trying to get into ketosis. I've seen people... You know, do vegan. Are taking ketosis supplements? I've seen people do that. I've seen people do that. Oh, my gosh. I've seen people, um, you know, just do vegan for shits and giggles, so to speak, you know, for a month to see how it feels. And So I'm seeing people doing all kinds of different things, fasts, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm always fascinated to see how people come out of it and what actually happens with them. So, you know, I enjoy the observation of people, you know, experimenting with food, moving away from just your nuts and bolts and trying on something new. I why, like why are you saying all of this? Well, I just thought it would be a great opportunity for you and I to have a discussion, MP. You know, it's always uh, it's fascinating watching what people will do to their body, expecting um, miracles or changes or shifts. And some people get enlightenment, some people don't. And I would love to know, given that you've just completed a little fast, I'll get you to tell everybody about it in a moment, you've just done yourself a little fast over a five-day period and you experienced some things. In fact, you gave me some warning. Don't try and chat with me this week. Don't ask me how I'm feeling, you told me. So I purposely did. And... Uh, <laughs> I want you to share with everybody what you did, why you did it, and then let's just talk about what the outcomes were and what you're feeling now that you've done it and uh, you're integrating, reintegrating back into life again. Reintegrating back into life, I love it. Well, it was covert for, for that week and, and now it's very happy for it to be overt. It was a five-day water fast, um, 120 hours as I reminded myself and it wasn't going to kill me. It was five days of my whole entire life but it was a scratch I really wanted to itch. It's probably five or six years in the making, probably since the days of being vegan and looking at, you know, you know, guzzling Bragg's apple cider, apple cider vinegar and Bragg's liquid aminos and buying all of these books from Paul Bragg and then, you know, listening to Martini talk about his exposure to Paul Bragg, and, and then I was at the um, uh, MC in the Go Vita uh, annual conference last year, and, and Frank Caruso, who's got one of the biggest you know supplement companies Jesus, yeah. in the world, was telling me about his experience, his experiences with fasting. He really got into health when mm-hmm. one of his mentors gave him the Bragg fasting book, um, wow. and it like blew his mind. And I'm like, I've got that book on the shelf, and I literally never opened it. Like hand on heart, I had never opened that book, and I've probably had it since. 2008 and so I thought you know what 2017 I'm actually going to read it like um, you know Frank Caruso was saying that he doesn't do fasting anymore but he's thinking of getting back into it and the rest and 
I'd always like, I'd been experiencing just like, um, I don't want to say lowered energy, but I, I really, truthfully, it was. Like, I was just kept feeling a bit more sluggish, and I wasn't sure whether it was because we, we now had three kids, and like, sleep was just like a luxury item, and um, I wasn't uh, having the same, like, get up and go as probably what I, u- I used to. Um, I'm always pretty awesome in the mornings, but, but often after lunch, and again, like, between, say, two and two and five, um, I was like, I'm feeling a bit flat. And I was like, is it because I'm sitting down so much? Do I need to exercise more and get down to the beach? Is it what I'm eating? Um, All of these things. And it was like, you know, do I just tweak a few things? Do I just like, you know, um, you know, shift, you know, 1% here and 1% there. And um, so I spoke to lots of people. I mean, you know, I'd spoken to you a a few times. And I remember um, I was speaking to Cindy and she was like, maybe try the ketogenic ketogenic diet don't do hcg because you're probably too slim for hcg and maybe you know and i called kim morrison because when do you remember when she did that photo shoot where she was like naked on the front cover of a of the sunshine coast profile magazine and she well, got into two words come to mind bedside photo <laughs> and, uh, so yeah i do remember that absolutely <laughs> and she really um she really like she was saying that snow peas became her delicacy, you know, for like twelve weeks when she went on a really, uh, I think it was a really strict sugar-free or really strict keto diet. But I, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel that I wanted to tweak my diet. Like I, I would say I eat a clean diet, but I had a hunch that I was just eating, really, just probably eating too much food. Um, so, well, and Pete, were, were they your only symptoms? Were you only experiencing low energy and a bit of a slump, or were you feeling digestive symptoms? What else were you noticing? Oh, I was, well, I was feeling, I suppose, like I don't know how, how what the word is, like heavy in the heavy in the gut. Like I'd get, um, I wasn't sure um, if I had, you know, like I had a couple of white spots come around my low back, and I wasn't sure. Again, I, I, I love my Michael Jackson, and I know he had vitiligo. Some people disagree with it, but I was thinking, well, <laughs> what I know about vitiligo is it's it's an autoimmune condition, and it was it was on my low back. I'm like, well, is this are these white dots, you know, like signs of autoimmune? And then is it around my is it around my gut? And then I had these other spots. Um, on my legs, this is going to sound very, very intimate, and this is around the groin area. Um, and I thought, okay, like I've got these spots around there, and I've got these other spots on my low back, and that's all around my digestive system. Um, so maybe, like, it's all, it's all, it's all happening internally. So I thought, I'm going to do something, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to tweak because that will, that will drive me more insane. Um, and so I scratched the itch, so to speak, and uh, decided to do a five-day water fast. Um, and that was just at the beginning, or the, uh, yeah, at the end of January this year. And I did it Monday to Friday because I wanted to take, I didn't want it to interrupt the family. Um, well, I wanted to have minimum interference on the family. Um, mm. And so I did it Monday to Friday and took it very easy work-wise. I probably spent, you know. 15 minutes a day just answering emails in the afternoon and then I was I had some online programs which I'd bought, uh, some business programs and so I just um, thought if I do any work stuff, I'll just do those online programs um, but then I just made a real effort to, I had a really big focus on, on keeping myself distracted uh, because I knew that if I sat around the house and, and tried to do normal everyday things, I would have just gone, gone berserk. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting that uh, that you do a water fast. I think because you drink so much water anyway. You know, of all the people that I know, 
in terms of the guzzlers of water, you are the guzzler of water. water. But I'd done yeah. juice fast and I was sick of them. Like I wanted to do something that would challenge me that I would actually look But how much more to. water can you drink? Like how much water can you drink? Because it sounds to me that all you did was just take out food because yeah. you drink so much water, yeah, right? That's, so that's true. I wouldn't have had any more water than I normally have. Right. So you did, all you did is you just went down to a zero-calorie diet for five days. Yep. And I figured out if there's nine calories in a gram of fat – I was going to burn, let's just say I was burning 2,000 calories a day, which is probably unlikely, but let's say I was, and I was only burning 220 grams of fat a day, and you know I can pinch 220 grams of fat just on my tummy. So, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, no, but you would have lost more than that. Like, I would have suspect that probably over that period of time, you would have decreased your mass by around about, I don't know, four to five kilos. I would have thought maybe a kilo a day you would have dropped. Well, I mean, I don't know. See, like again, I didn't weigh myself. I, I measured my waist, but I don't have scales in the house. Um, so I measured my waist, and I went from ninety uh, centimeters to eighty-three, I think. Um, right. But you know, like um, I, I don't think. I mean, I, I was still in the community and like taking doing school drop-offs, and I did the market run and saw all you know saw people, and you know, no one would have known if you know what I mean. Like. Um, I, I don't know if I would have lost four kilos or five kilos. I reckon again, it's all it's all hearsay. But um, all I could really notice was that my tummy, like I lost, a, you could tell, I could tell visibly that my tummy was way less bloated, so to speak. Um, but I wanted a challenge, you know, like because juice fast for me is no longer a challenge. They're boring. Um, it's just, you know, it's a bit, I found, find it a bit sadistic because you've got all of this taste, but you've got nothing to crunch on. At least with water. I mean, you never try and bite water. I would have been trying to bite the juice off. Um, so, <laughs> no ice. You won't, you won't do any ju- uh, ice. No. But no. all right. So tell me, what did you go through? Um, I know that I called you, I think, on the first day. I said, oh, I feel all right. I think I called you the second day and asked you how you're feeling on purpose. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, I was interested to know how you would go through this process because I know of a guy um, who may even be listening to this who decided he was going to become a breatharian. So, you know, essentially that's are you, what you Are you did serious? Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he went for three days, no food, no water. And, uh, and then so his whole in, induction phase into becoming a breatharian was eight days and um, basically starved his body of everything and, you know, tried to channel source energy. So I don't really know what that means. It's not tomato source energy, but he was, uh, he was doing – secret source energy. He was doing food – no food. He was doing a, like a – he was doing – it was just – he was becoming a breatharian. We so call it he the did concentration it. camp diet. My gosh, it was just intense, like full on. But, you know, I, I saw fascinating changes with him. Um, I measured his health outcomes and um, and it was you know quite fascinating to see. So what did you notice? Um, did you get clearer? Did you get better sleep? Did you find you had jumpy legs? Did you find that your bowels dropped off? Were you peeing like <laughs> custard? You know, what was actually happening? All right, there's so, okay, there's a, there's a number of things. I'll just write them down. So let's talk about we okay. first of all. All right, good. Um, so we, we and, and I've still got. Were you, were you stinky with your breath? I don't. I don't, I don't oh, what did Sarah say? I feel like Sarah said it once. I feel like Sarah said, "Whoa!" But I mean, the kids <laughs> didn't say anything. So breath, breath wasn't a massive thing. But I weed into a bottle every morning, and if I showed you the pictures, I'll show you the pictures, don't I? But the day one, which was the Monday, like Sunday night, I had sausages and salad and roast veg for dinner and a beer and Monday morning was weaned to a cup, right? 
and so it hasn't really started, if you know what I mean. It's just like I'm not going to have breakfast. Um, so, yeah. so, so the the wee on that Monday morning is like brown. Um, and you know me, I drink a lot of water, right? Yeah, you do. It's but I look at it now. But that just be right from you know the overnight fast from going from you know hydrated well throughout the day to yeah. we're sleeping with your mouth open and it's getting rid of a, a whole lot of water through your sleep. Maybe yeah. sleeping warm as well. Wake up in the morning a little bit dehydrated. Very warm up, and, yeah. And exactly, and much the same as down here, and, and like massive amount of metabolism through the night while you're sleeping, getting ready to get rid of a whole lot of waste, and really what you've got after eight or nine hours worth of sleep is a lot of waste to get rid of. Yeah, so, so that's fair. Yeah, so so that that honestly it didn't look really any different to what I'm used to. But what is a, what I find fascinating is come day day one and two is like a it's it's definitely way more brown than yellow, but day three, four, and five. It's uh like it's way it's yellow. It's definitely not clear for anyone thinking that on a water diet you got clear wee in the morning. You definitely don't. Um, but what I re- yeah, it's definitely the day three, four, and five is amazing how much clearer it is. And I've got like cloud. I've got a cloud in the wee of day one. And I don't know about day two. I just keep on looking at day one. It's hiding up in the pantry for everyone that really wants to know. Um, Have you still got it? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep it for weeks. I'm gonna keep it for weeks because apparently I'm gonna see. <laughs> All this weird stuff in the next six to eight weeks. So <laughs> I'm letting it fester in the unused corner of the pantry where the huntsman and the and the geckos live. <laughs> oh gee, there's a whole lot of people pulling their car over right now just to wind down the window and have a chuck. It's like it's, it's like... <laughs> look. If anyone's listened to the the Salt Flush Experience podcast and some of our other podcasts, this is nothing compared to what we've spoken about in the past. No, I think it's the leaving it in the pantry. <laughs> like <that's... laughs> With a lid the... off and a straw in it. <laughs> oh, next to, the, next to the coconut oil that you stick your fingers into to wipe your face. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, too good. So everyone's got that visual. Um, so, so that's we. Now, I didn't do poo for three days, talking about poo. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, donuts, nothing, nada. So to the joy of everyone listening, I did a colonic or an enema on Thursday morning and another enema on Friday morning and that was heavenly for anyone that, that's done one and if you haven't, it's it's heavenly. Um, that was a lot of fun um, because it was just a good insight as to see how much stuff was living up there um, that you that for me, like I just had, had no idea of. So that was... Um, mind-blowing to say the least um and then on friday afternoon before i broke my fast um i did a salt water flush or salt water flush like um one liter of water for those people that haven't listened it is the feedback generally is that this is the funniest podcast we've ever recorded the salt water flush episode (laughs) um but i did this properly this time one one liter of water on an empty stomach with two teaspoons of salt and a dash of lemon juice Okay, and good. um, oh my You're gosh, free. it was yeah. it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. I mean, you think I drink a lot of water? A liter of salty water uh, took uh. me six minutes, I think. No, no, I didn't have me six. Probably four minutes to guzzle it down, and uh, I felt like vomiting. And, and it's really quite common that you feel like vomiting on a salt water flush because you take some. So you really got to practice not vomiting, and then um, yeah. and then you got to wait for half an hour and pretend everything's normal. And then yeah. and then wait for your body to unload, um, and again. So that was another eye-opening experience, and um, <laughs> and <laughs> and then 
I broke all of the brag rules because the brags are very vegan, vegetarian oriented. So, yes. so their view is to break the fast on um, on on cabbage leaves and, and salad leaves. But um, I, what did you go for? What did I you do? For, no, they actually also spoke about breaking the fast with stewed tomatoes. So what I did was I got chicken broth and okay. put some. I cut tomatoes into quarters. Uh, yeah. We put that in there. Um, put some uh, parsley and basil out of the uh, the Pierce HQ herb garden in there right. uh, <laughs> with a bit of salt. And let Good. that simmer for 15 minutes. And oh my gosh, it was Beautiful. just incredible. Um, and so I had that on the Friday night. It was my like welcoming back to the family. I've been a bit of a flat husband and a flat dad. So what happens? Do you get energy then? Do you feel good? Like, I what, thought what I'd be there? flying. I thought come Thursday, Friday, I would be flying. I thought I'd be crystal clear in my mind. I thought I would have energy to burn. I thought I would be just like pulsating. And I was pretty flat. And that was a bit of a letdown, uh, but it just goes to show where my expectations were. Uh, my low back was incredibly sore, um, and and just to give people an idea, I did an 8k hike on the Monday, an 8k hike on the Wednesday, and two 4k walks along the beach on on Tuesday and Thursday. So I'd been moving a lot um, in a good way as a, as a really good distraction from not eating. Um, but my low back, I, I, I yeah. said, it's a really interesting thing that you talk about there because you have been exercising, you are cleaning out. One of the reasons why you didn't do HCG is because you didn't have enough weight to lose, but you went zero food for five days. Like, so you could have you would have been eating more on HCG than what you actually did do. So, yeah, but over the really... long term, over the 12 weeks or whatever, my yeah. average daily intake would have been this is five days of nothing and then back to you know. Six meals or whatever, whatever it is, which is which is probably a good chat for another another conversation. I think I think yeah. we'll, we'll double episode double episode into what happened after the fast. But but yeah, just to um on on that like just the end of the fast, I was I was a bit down because I really thought I'd be like the whole thing was to like get rid of the symptoms, like the dots around my groin were still there. And then I realized... This so, is they a, this, they go, right? so they didn't go. They didn't go, right? So the dots around your groin, what are the dots around your, around your low back? Yeah, so so the dots around my low back are still there, the white dots. Now, again, I, I just don't know what they are. Um, I'll ask you next time I see you. But, but the dots around my groin, this is going to sound very intimate for those of you who want to turn your headphones off, that's okay. But I realized... Uh, and I think I was telling you this the other day. Since we've moved up here, I would often go for a run on the beach um, and then go for a swim. And then because I've gone for a swim, I probably, in my male brain eyes, and for all the females listening, I know you're going to think I'm very silly here, I probably felt like my my shorts were clean. So I would run in them again the next day and then possibly the next day as well. Um, and and if you think of what teenagers do, um, you realize very quickly that... Did you turn them inside out or, you know, back to front or did you do anything different? <laughs> I just saw them on the floor and thought, yep, I'll go for a run in them. And they so... They had time to clean themselves through the night. Yep. I, I like developed... Yeah. Those spots, I realized, were a ringworm, which was a very... And my doctor had actually said, um, nothing you do on the inside is going to help it because he was telling me to put a medicinal... Uh, cream on there which which i understood why now in hindsight he was saying because it's topical like you've got to put on the top layer not not try and you know cleanse or whatever you're going to do from the inside because you need to attack it from the top 
And then, so having realised that the hard way, I then um, I then learnt that uh, this ringworm responds very well to apple cider vinegar. So then, after the fast, having done this fast to think I'm going to remove these spots, I've been applying apple cider vinegar, which is like the second um, it's like the second most had thing around this house other than water, and um, and that's been awesome. And now they're actually gone. So. Um, that has been a whole lesson in itself. Like I thought I was fasting to get rid of these spots, and all I had to do was put ACV on. But um, but then it's been having the uh the energy um, which I, I will talk about on the next episode. Um, that's been the big the big learning lesson because there's been some ups and downs energy wise, which again I think um we can all learn from which we don't have to necessarily do a fast on uh to learn the lessons that that i went through whilst i was guinea pigging myself for five days so what's our take home here mp because you know there are people out there wanting to try different things at this time of the year it is you know just early february 2000 and what are we 17 and uh and people are going to be you know trying things so what's your take home what did you learn from doing a five-day water fast to clear spots on your back (laughs) well the big one um is that I realized at the end of the fast that whilst I thought I was doing it to get rid of spots on my back, um, I remembered, and I mentioned this at the, at the beginning of the podcast, that at the very beginning where the first seed was planted for fasting, it was because my energy was actually flatter than what I was used to. It was more that these spots had come up over the next four or five months and then that gave me the... the there was enough pain there to actually go, right, I'm going to do something drastic about it. But what I realized, and I'll share on the second episode, is that um, I fasted... The original, the original thing was for energy. And so I probably don't want to say it now because I want to talk about it on the next episode about what I learned from the fast, um, but I think I think most importantly, the take-home is, one, I mean, you know how you and I both feel about prescribing. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not I telling do. anyone at all to do a fast. I'm not telling you mm-hmm. to do a water fast or, right. a, or a salt flush or an enema or whatever it is. Um, yeah. all, I would, all I would say from the experience is ask yourself some really um, strong questions and be very honest with yourself with your answers on what, what impact are your choices having um, mm. on your health. Mm, and again, mm. I, 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 let's talk about this more in the next episode because I think that for me has been where the 100% responsibility has come in on the back of the fast is uh, is the recognition that you know I am responsible, I am doing this to myself and yep. the only person that can really make a shift is me. I can't point the finger at a naturopath or a GP or a nutritionist or whatever to say, you know, make me better. Um, you know, the only person that really must take responsibility is, is me. No one else's. My health is my responsibility. It's not the responsibility of anyone else. And I think um, that that's probably the big thing to take away from it. Great point. Great point. Great point to close on, MP. Cool. Thanks for listening, Damo. And, and Thanks for sharing, listeners. MP. Thanks oh, for no uh, the visuals with the urine with a straw in it, the lid off in the pantry. That is a like, joke, oh. everyone, just so you know. There's no Because <laughs> otherwise, my four-year-old will find it and drink it. That's just a joke. Ah, <laughs> disgusting. Just watching that cloud disappear up the straw is disgusting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cruel, mate. <laughs> All right, we'll continue this conversation on the next episode of 100 Not Out. To find out more about the nexus of nutrition, the great Damien Christoph, go to damienchristoph.com. Myself, go to marcuspierce.com.au. For all the full archives of 100 Not Out, over 200 episodes, go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 Not Out, but make sure you spell it all out. And for the 20 plus shows on the Wellness Couch Podcast Network, go to thewellnesscouch.com. Thanks again for your support of 100 Not Out. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.